Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back, Hebrew Congregation, episode 152. Hebrew Congregation, we welcome you back. We ask that you uh, share our episodes. We thank you for tuning in. And so um, we're going to go ahead and go straight into our word today because we need our food, our word. Uh, Anybody have any announcements they want to make before we get started? No. <laughs> okay, we have no announcements today. All right, and so uh, the Daniels family, if you can go ahead and do your prayer, and then we're going to have our great Rabbi Afshalom Ben Yaakov deliver our word for us and give us our food, because we can't live off of food alone, but we have to have the word of God, which is the Torah, and we have to go ahead and we have to uh, keep the commandments, right? That contract agreement we've been talking about. So if mm-hmm. we can go ahead and open up with the prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Baruch Atayahuah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. Asher Kedeshinu Bimesota. Witiwanu Aldevrei Torah. Where Hafta Nayahuah Eloheinu. Eftivrei Torah Teka Bifinu. Ufifiyo Vameka Bef Israel. Wene Ene Ve Ese Enu. Ve Ese Ese Emeke Bef Israel. Kelanu yode shemeka welon Torah teka lishma barukata yawa alame Torah le mo Israel barukata yawa Eloheinu melakaula ashebaha banu mikolu wenetalanu ef Torato barukata yawa Adonai no ten ha Torah Amen. Blessed are you who are our power, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to study the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, to make pleasant the words of your Torah in our mouths and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, who teaches the Torah to your people, Israel. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, giver of the Torah. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you once again. As Koalissa said, to eat from your word, Father, your Torah. And so we just turn it over to our rabbi now so that he could bring forth that word that the hearers and doers will not only hear it, but live according to the Torah that our mighty Yah has given us and provided us. And so we now turn it over to our rabbi. That was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I sped it up to make sure we get into that, but we'll still yeah. next time. Thank you. I guess okay. the hint, Rabbi. I guess the hint. Yeah. I mean, it flowed out of his mouth. He knows that word and he practices yeah. it every day. And so I yeah. have to get there. So I admire all of you and thank you so much for the beautiful prayer. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I'm a, because I wasn't involved, it, it was much bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm a creature of habit. I'm so yes. used to having this the song before, you know. Yeah, yeah. To break up the follow ground to prepare the, the you know, so the ground is good to receive the seed of the word. So you get used to that, right? Yeah, you, yeah. you gotta look forward. <laughs> but to I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's why it's important to always have a song in your heart. Yes, yes. All right, so we're always singing. So again, Shabbat Shalom to everyone. And Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, episode 152. And today is kind of like a double, I like to look at it as a double parashah. Uh, okay, and Chuchat uh, Balach. I'm not going to focus much time much time on the red heifer, which is Chuchat. Uh, uh, basically because we are, are, as I search and do lots of research, I haven't found anyone that can give a good explanation of why the contamination of those who prepare and those who, you know, there has to be a cleansing. So there's really no good uh, explanation for it. Even in the Kabbalistic uh, readings of it, I don't find anything, they go into a lot of different things, but really not a full explanation. Um, they there are some good things in it, you know, good explanations. But um, 
I'm, I'm going to save that for another time for maybe a Tuesday night where we can really get into it because we, we we can get into the Kabbalistic aspects of it and, you know, all the spiritual things that that um, would probably not be proper um, in a grand setting, uh, setting such as this, but we and can go to Balak. And everyone, we do course. offer a Tuesday night. If you want to join us, just send me your email address. So we do... Uh, Rabbi, he teaches us on Tuesday nights, and it's very intense if you want to go deeper into the Torah. But go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. So, yeah, um, we, we'll we get into some uh, spiritual things. And so, um, chapter 22, right, we, we we get into the discussion of, of Belah. And I'm going to be reading from uh, one of our Sepharim. All right, and uh, we'll, I'm going to share my screen, okay, so that you, you know, you can see this is the book of Jasher, chapter 85, if you can see my full screen, and uh, yes, we can see it, you know, we'll, we'll look at the now, I must say that in this uh, reading, all right, it does not go into the three times that Balak uh, was approached in order by, you know, the uh, Midianites and Moabs, uh, Moabites to come against the children of Israel and the three times. they were, And of course, the portion of it that talks about Matovu, which we sing on to, uh, from the Sidur on, on the you know, before we go into this, the, the Shachari service. And many of you don't know that. Right. And it goes into how beautiful are your tents, old Jacob, you know. So he's and he's looking down on them, and instead of cursing them, he blesses them with that. Now, now understand this. Yeah, have you been into the Church of God in Christ, the Holiness Church, where they go in and they'll bow down and they'll say a prayer before they sit on the pews, and you know, and they'll say a prayer. This is what they should be saying. Or even when you're going to the synagogue or the Beit Hamikdash, uh, house of prayer, before you go in, if they have mezuzah. This is what you would say. You would touch the you kiss your hand, touch mezuzah, or touch mezuzah and kiss your hand, and you would say matovu before entering. That would be proper because it reminds you of the blessing, right? On Yaakov. And who are Yaakov? You know, uh Yaakov is none other than Yisrael, right? Um, so and so this is the blessing that comes out of, of, of studying. The parashah, because you you get these little nuggets that are there, and you see them in the prayer books, and you see why we do this. Is some of the things that we do each Shabbat and during the Moadim. Okay, these the, so the prayers that we have in our Shadur, the prayers that we do each morning and evening, are based upon situations and circumstances, upon the teachings to the children of Israel, which help us, which aid us. And remaining in our covenant, the covenant agreement, all right? So, so we stress this so much every Shabbat, how important it is to, to observe the Torah, its commandments, because we always say, this is our covenant. Okay? When the children of Israel were on the mount and they, they didn't see an image, but they heard the voice and the thunders, Right? And, the, and they saw all the lightnings, but they saw no image of in the likeness of a man, a beast, or anything un, under the earth, nothing. But they did, and that's where they said, whatever the Lord has said, that we will do. Entering into covenant, covenant agreement. So, so what we have in our Siddur, <clears throat> and when we're studying Torah, it is to reinforce the importance of the obedience to the commandments. And you're gonna find the commandments in the Torah. Okay. The observance of the Torah is so important, so important, okay? It keeps us, 
it delivers us that covenant. No matter where you are today, your circumstance, your direction can change based upon how you obey the Torah. So let's get into a little bit more. Okay, so we're, we're looking at, in the Sefer, chapter 85. Now, I'm going to go to chapter to, to 85, and I'm going to start at verse 37, because there are some conversations that are taking place, and, and I, I think it's important. Again, it's important for us to read out of the manuscript, because when Ezra, right, we have an example with Ezra, when they came out, they opened, when they found the books, they opened the books up, and they began to read from the book, and from the reading and from the, for the children of Israel to hear the reading from this manuscript, the Torah, they repented. Their directions changed, and they began to line up with the Torah as much as they possibly could. This is where we make a mistake today, as, as we say that the, the, the descendants of the children of Israel, we call ourselves the Israelite, Hebrew Israelite. This is oftentimes where we make a mistake, is when the Torah is read, we don't follow it. We remain in the way of the nations. We've taken on the, the customs of the nations and we remain in it. But we have to separate ourselves based upon what is in the scripture, not by what Rob Opsom said, not by what the pastor or, or apostle or, or evangelist, whatever they say. No, it's when we read from the Torah, that's where you're going to get your truth from. Now, I might give you stories and, and, and examples of my life and the life of people and my experiences, but what you hang on is what comes out of the Torah. That is your truth. You're not following me. You're following the Torah, the word of Yah, right? Because there are many things that we do that have nothing to do with Torah. For instance, take for instance, I'm wearing this, this, this hat today. Some call it kufi, some call it yamaka, some call it, you know. We're not required to do that. It's a custom. Sometimes it identifies us with different groups. But, you know, it, it, has, it has nothing to do with your salvation, my salvation. And we use this, we say, well, it shows that I have a covering. That's okay. It's nothing wrong with that. Reminds me that I have a covering. You know what it says in the brief how to shop. Right. I think sometimes, Rabbi, people go too far with that. Like they even mm -hmm. say women can't wear makeup or, you know, I got my little earrings on. It's about your heart. And we always talk about is your heart circumcised? That's what you should be worried about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, right. So, you know, again, the hats and things, you know, that that's, again, identification. So we have to be careful. Right. Some things we are commanded to do, those we do. Right. Uh, so it says in verse 37 of chapter 85 in the book of Jasher. And by the way, the book of Jasher is referred to in the Torah or in, in the scripture. It, uh, not in, 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 a, in the, I should say, in the, the uh, uh, Navain, in the prophets and in and, and the, and, and the writings. So, so understand that we do have a reference. Okay. Book of Joshua, Joshua. Okay, so it says, verse thirty-seven. And the elders of Moab resolved and took one of their men, Balak, son of Zippor, the Moabite, and made him king over them at that time. And Balak was a very wise man. Now, so something happened before then, and they were these these people were afraid of Israel because they were coming through the land, you know. And and by the way, there are a lot of nations that are afraid of the children of Israel even to this day. And so what they try to do is do things to, to keep us from realizing, for us today, is to make us, to keep us from realizing who we are, and more importantly, whose we are. So they try to make us think that we are under the curse of Ham, right? And there was no curse on Ham, never was a curse on Ham, right? So they try to make us feel like we are like people, which is untrue, right? So understand it. So this is a, a spiritual uh, thing that is going on, but again, this these nations, these kingdoms, are in fear of the children of Israel, who have been delivered out of bondage in Egypt. Right. So it says, verse thirty-eight, and the elders of Moab rose up and sent to the children of Midian to make peace with them for a great battle and uh, and enmity 
had been in those days between Mormon and and so the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So they make a league. These are enemies, but they're gonna make a league together because the enemy of my enemy, both of them have the same common enemy, and that's Israel. The world nations, listen at this, during the transatlantic slave trade, they fought against the double European nations, couldn't stand each other. But because of the power of the children of Israel on the continent of Israel, they had to come together, they made a league a league of nations, and they came against the children of Israel, and that was World War I. Because of the going along, they couldn't do it, but they had to gather together, and they had to, oh, in this, this Moabites, this, this story here, this, this historical example is going to show you some things and how to, to understand what is going on in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm and how it has affected us and is still affecting us today. Okay. So it says, from the days of Hadad, the son of Badad, king of Edom, we know about Edom, who is Edom? Edom is our cousin, right? Edomite. Esau is Edom, right? He said, who smote Midian in the field of Moab unto these days, and the children of Moab sent to the children of Midian, and they made peace with them, Europe, you know, Russia, and, I mean, uh, uh, France and Germany, you know, and Spain, they all came together. They were, they were, them mongrels up there killing each other. But, you know, they came together for a common cause. And he said, and the elders of Midian came to the land of Moab to make peace on behalf of the children of Israel. Well, the Berlin Conference and all that stuff that was going on, same thing, same thing, right? And the elders of Moab counseled with the elders of Midian uh, what to do in order to save their lives from Israel. Again, there's a fear of Israel, children of Israel, Yaakov, children of Yaakov, right? From Abraham, a particular people, right? A different people, different from all other people of the earth. There's a difference. All the other people of the earth, all the kingdoms of the earth came against this one people, had a common goal to destroy this people or to subdue this people. It says, and all the children of Moab said to the elders of Midian, now therefore the children of Israel lick up all of the, that are round about us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. For thus did they do to the two kings of Amorites who are stronger than we are. So they, they subdued our enemies that are stronger than us. So we know what they're going to do to us if they did that to them. Now watch this. He says, verse 42. And the elders of Midian said to Moab, we have heard that all the time with King Shinhar of the Amorites fought against you when he prevailed over you and took your land. He sent to Beor, the son of Janus, and to Baalam, Baalam the son of, of some from Mesopotamia, and they came and cursed you. Check that out. We've heard, you know, you know, on Tuesday night, we talk about how in the spiritual realm, if you understand how to operate in the spiritual realm, you can do it, right? So this is an example of that, right? He says, and he said, and they cursed you, right? And therefore did the hand of Shehon prevail over you. You know, they say that about, um, was it down in, in Haiti? I forget, over to, I can't pronounce his name from Haiti. It's that he used witchcraft to, to defeat the French. Spiritual forces, in other words, they use spiritual forces to defeat the French. Spiritual forces are still in act today. They're still in, in power. Spiritual forces didn't, didn't go anywhere. The same spiritual forces are in the earth today. And he says, and he and they and that he took your land because of the curses, right? That that they were cursed by a prophet. All right. It says, now therefore send you also to Balaam, his son. For he still remains in his land and give him his hire. He's a prophet for hire. Balaam is a prophet for hire. He is a prophet. Who are prophets? Prophets are people that hear the word and are able to foretell and they can give, render, as it said before, he cursed. They're able to render the curses. We have to be careful when we operate in the spiritual forces because you can curse a person with your words. The words out of your mouth have power. This is why we're very careful who we teach the secrets of the Torah. Our forefathers were very careful and they built a fence around 
the spiritual the, the, the spiritual teachings of the Torah so that the world system only gets the surface, which is enough to get salvation in the return to, but our forefathers understood the spiritual consequences of our word. You see, he says, now therefore send you to Balaam, his son, for he still remains in his land and give him his hire that he may come and curse all the people whom you are afraid. Check that out, okay? So the elders of Moab heard this thing and it pleased them to send Balaam, the son of Beor. So yeah, we can curse the children of Israel. Oh, watch this, he says now. It gets even better than that. So Balak, the son of Beor, king of Moab, sent the messengers to Balaam saying, behold, there is a people. Check, this is you. This is you all, all right? Say, this is me. This is me. Talk about me now. So he says, behold, there is a people come out from bondage. Talking about you now. You came out of bondage. If your family, your forefathers, he's talking about you. He says, behold, they cover the face of the earth and they abide over against me. Where are the children of Israel? They're scattered amongst the nations right now. And the nations are continually trying to subdue the children of Israel because of the power that they we they what do they call it wield or yield that they that yep. they wield right yeah you have power power is in your words power is in your actions power comes from your obedience to the commandments when you obey the command and remain in the covenant you no one no weapon formed against you shall prosper prophet says that right no weapon formed against you properly before it. He says, I created all these things. The smith that bloweth over the cold and, and, and all. He says, I do all these things. But no weapon formed against you is proper. The reason the weapons don't come against you and, and prosper is because you are obeying the commandments. If you're not obeying the commandments, they're going to prosper over you. How do I know? Well, I'm in the United States right now. My forefathers abandoned the, com the covenant. And so now here I am. Who can subdue the children of Israel unless we open up a breach and allow them to do it? This has happened to us over and over again. History repeats itself. We're where we are now because we broke the contract agreement. Let's get back under the contract agreement and stop having to walk up and down and, 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 and march up and down the street. We shall overcome. No justice, no peace. Go back to Torah. And watch our father work his his is what his 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 power. Watch him. Just try him. If all of us come together for 90 days and just try the father, all of us, I mean all of us as a nation, we did that for 90 days. Do you know the world would just have to sit down and, and bow? Because the entire world, the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of us, the sons of the most high. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the children of God. I'm trying to give you some food here, some some something to stand on against these this forces that that we are continually fighting against, but we don't have to. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Mashiach. You are Rabbi, may I interject something? Yes. I read an article uh, some time ago, some history, and it talked about the Black Plague. And they, um, what was said was that wherever the Black Plague came from and hit, wherever it came from, many of the Jews, let me say that for the sake of whatever, did not get it. And so the people blamed the Jews for it. But the Jews were simply following the kosher law. They were clean. They did everything clean, but they blamed them because they were not clean and they did not practice uh, sanitation. So they blamed them for the Black Plague. Quarantine. Practices of quarantine and cleanliness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So again, that's a good example of if you follow Torah, right? Obey the commandments. So why won't we do it? Let's do it. Let's try it. Okay. Take the take the Torah up on his word. Take the father by on his word. So all right. So verse 46, chapter 
85. Now, therefore, come and curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Our curse today is that we don't even know who we are. And when we do know who we are, we say, well, you, that was then. Or we make some excuse, well, we don't need the Torah because we, you know, such and such and this and that, because that's the old covenant. You know, that, that's that, what kind of foolishness is that? God never changed. He never changed. His word doesn't change. And because his word doesn't change, we have not been destroyed. Think about that. Think about that. They sought to destroy us. They're raping our, our men and women, castrating our men, you know, killing our babies, taking our babies from them, conditioning them to think their way and their religious practices, brainwashes, condition us, and now we're fighting against the very Torah that is, delivers us and has kept us. Trying to open your eyes. That's all. Just, just trying to open your eyes. Okay. It says, Peradventure I shall prevail to fight against them and drive them out. For I have heard that, that he whom thou blessed is blessed, and whom thou cursed is cursed. Listen at this. They're going to profit for hire and say, We know that who you bless is blessed and who you curse is cursed. How much understanding the spiritual realm? Do you understand how it works? If you know how to operate in the spiritual realm, what you say will happen if you understand the spiritual. So it is important for us to teach the Torah and obedience to the commandments because people are prophesying today and things are happening and they think that they're still, that they're actually fully in the Torah or in the commandments when in fact, when you're, when you're denying the Torah and denying the, the Shabbat, you're actually just like Ba'alam, right? You're just like him. You know how to operate in the spiritual forces and they obey because that's what they do. That's what they do. You think that because you're saying a word that and you're not, and even though you're not obeying the Torah and you're saying things and it comes to pass that that makes you a man of the, of Yah. No, no, it doesn't. It means that you know how to operate in the spiritual realm and to get what you want. But you're missing the covenant. Contact your game. Now let's go on again. It says, verse 47. So the messengers of Balak went to Balaam and brought Balaam to curse the people of Israel, the, the curse the people to fight against Moab. And Balaam came to Balak to curse Israel. He came to curse Israel. And the Lord said to Balaam, Listen at this. See, this is how he has a dialogue with the father. You hear me? He hears from the father and the father speaks to him. He says, and he's the prophet for hire. And Balaam came to Balak to curse Israel. And the Lord said to Balaam, curse not this people for it is blessed. Listen, no weapon formed against you should prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is your inheritance. Listen. If you are in covenant, when we walk in covenant, nothing can come against us. The problem is we have heartily walk in the covenant. And we're persuaded by the world system, by their smooth talking and the gifts that they play they put upon us to convince us that following and worshiping and, and the most high God on his Shabbat and keeping his commandments is worthless. They teach us that, that it means nothing. And we take it. As if, yeah, this is right, because look how rich they are. It has nothing to do with walking in the covenant when they show you their wealth. Because they know how to utilize the, the system in order to gain wealth. If you understand the system, you can gain wealth. Doesn't mean you're in contract agreement. It doesn't. You can look around you all day and see people that are doing all kinds of things, and they're as rich as, as a matter of fact, they're more rich outside of Torah than there are inside Torah that obey because of the spiritual forces that are at play. I play the game. You know, tree of life, tree of good and evil, both in the land. Both of them. Balak urged Balaam day by day to curse Israel, but Balaam hearkened not to Balak on account of the word of the Lord, which he has spoken to Balaam. Balaam. See? 
he continued to be what he was. And there were three times they did that. He went and he said, no, and that's when we get to multiple. So I didn't, again, this version doesn't go all the way into the, the three times, but in, in our other version, it does, right? So it says, let's go on some more because how much time I got? I got a few minutes, right? Got a few minutes? All right. And, and when Balak saw that Balaam would not exceed to his wish, he rose up and went home. And Balaam also returned to his land and went from there to Midian. So, so you would think, okay, that's the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. They said, well, I can't, the devil said, well, I can't get them this way. So let's try something else. How else can we entice them? And you think about this today with our musicians, our young people that have, have risen up and gotten, and, and look at their lives and see the condition they're in and why they're in there. Watch this. And the children of Israel journeyed from the plain of Moab and pitched by Jordan from Beth uh, Jeshimoth, even unto Abel Shittim at the end of the plain of Moab. And when the children of Israel abode in the plain of Shittim, they began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. Uh-oh. What's going on here? We got the children of Israel dealing with the daughters of Moab? You know, how can, you know, how can you attach yourself to some, you know, you've been commanded to keep yourself pure. The Torah tells you what to do. It says, and the children of Israel approached Moab, and the children of Moab pitched tents there opposite the camp of the children of Israel. So they're, they're sitting right there with them. You know, we moved out of our, our uh, um, communities because we don't get the same treatment as other communities. So we move in amongst the other people in the community and, you know, and they run from us, but we, we chase after them. They go, we go. They got better school system. They got all that. That's not better. It's a, it's a, it's a, a perception. Sure, they, we don't get the, the return on our investments by paying our taxes as they do. But the quality of our education is based upon us. Okay, yeah, we don't get the new books, but the, the, remember, science is science, math is math, right? If we apply them, and, and coming out of our communities, we have some of the brightest minds in the world. Even though we're deprived of the, 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 a lot of the, 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 the materials that the other schools get, yet we still turn out scholars and, and 17 years old with, 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 with bachelor's degrees and you know, two massive, going to two different universities at the same time, two majors and, and, and on the honor roll. We have, and they came out of our community. It's a perception that they put before our eyes that we are not as good, but like their water is colder than ours. You know, their sweet is sweeter than ours. And I'm talking about the nations that oppose us. The nations, just like the Moabites. And it says, and then it says, and the children of Moab were afraid of the children of Israel. You know, I, I went to, uh, you know, different places in the world and uh, experienced a lot of different things. The, the people that I found that were afraid were the people that had evil hearts. You understand that? People are afraid of you when they want to do you evil. They're afraid. And so they act on that fear to try to keep you from rising. You know, when I was working in corporate America, there were guys came against, we were supposed to be working, they came, you know, come against me and try to lie on me and stuff like that. And when uh, uh, I had no desire of being in management until one of them said to me, we were in a discussion, he said, you know, um, I said, what if they chose me to be uh, your supervisor? He said, I, I, I couldn't work for you. I said, why couldn't you work for me? I can, he said, I couldn't work under you. And I, I said, why couldn't you do that? He said, because my family. And he gave me the rundown. You know, they were bigots. They were racist. And he wasn't the only one like that. So I promised my wife, I said, you know, next time that there's a position open, I'm going to apply for it so I can come in and, and be at home more. And so a time came, we competed and I won. And the very same guy, right? He had actually, by the way, he had tried to 
lied on me and all kinds of stuff, but he couldn't, you know, it didn't stand because I stood on the truth and I did my job. So I got promoted over him. And he was so afraid that I was going to come against him, you know, afraid, fear. He wasn't even on my mind. I, was just, I just took the position, you know, because I promised my wife and because of what he said, he couldn't work for me. He wound up having to work for me. Under me, subordinate. You see? So we can rise up above our enemies, not because, not by might, nor by power, right? But by the spirit of God, we rise above our enemies. Not that I'm so much smarter, not that I'm stronger. No, but because of the power that operates in me, because I strive to, to live in covenant. This is how we overcome. Opportunities will come to you simply because of who you are against your enemies, against their wishes when we line up with Torah. Okay? Remember, not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. And he says that. Okay, he says, so the children of Moab took their daughters and their wives. Listen, this is how they entice us. And this is how we relate back to the sons of God, saw the daughters of men, and they went in and took them. There was a time when the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they went in and they had as many as they wanted. They began to marry them. In other words, those that were led by the Spirit of God left their estate and went to the world and, and intermingled with ungodly people. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has something to do with your obeying the Torah. So he says, and the, the children of Moab took all their daughters and their wives of beautiful aspect and comely appearance and dressed them in gold and silver and costly garments. You know, when you look at the commercial and they show these buxom women and, and all this stuff and, you know, and they, and they're other, other races, I'm not, you know, and they, and they entice you. You, you. You're buying a motorcycle. They got this woman up there scantily clad, you know, and, and the young athletes, when they get a million dollars or they get these multi-million dollar contracts now to play sports football, guess who they push on them? These agents and who they put on them? Ungodly women, right? And they'll do whatever they want them to do. These men are doing this. They're still doing it today. You know, when you, you look at our athletes, male and female, it's not just men. This is male and female. What do they do? You know, many of them, you find out, and they'll be disrespected and talked about. And then when they get the opportunity, they, oh, let me just read this thing. Let me get off of that. Let me just go ahead and read this. And you see what happened. He said they took their women, they dressed them, made them in the best of clothing, right? And they put the makeup on them and they made them look good and the gold and the bling and all this stuff. And they dressed them up and they placed them before the children of Israel. He said, and the children of Moab seated those women at the door of their tents. Send them into the churches, send them into the synagogue, send them to the job, the workplace, send them out, put them in commercial. See, in order that the children of Israel might see them and turn to them and not fight against more and not fight against the world system, not fight against their legislation, not, not go against the, the rules that they, the, the things they put out there. They do this, they entice us. It's still happening today. If they're not obeying the Torah, if they're not following the Torah, we're not to mix with them and marry them because they're not in Torah. Understand that because they're there to destroy and to pollute the bloodline. And I'm not talking about just blood, but I'm talking about the whole spiritual concept. And they're doing that. They do it intentionally. They do it all the time. And then they wind up in divorce and they take millions of dollars from them and go their way. Go their way. There was a man that we, you know, we call it the, the trial of the century. Her father had something to do with her and that young man who wound up, you know, going. They tried to put him in jail, but he got off, right? All of that stuff was set up and made up. All of it was made up. Be aware. And then you look at the, again, the young men 
and women athletes and, and musicians, and they get involved in the world system and they get into all these perverted things because they're introduced to it. Guess who's running those things, okay? Be careful. If they're not in Torah, don't think you're going to change them to get into Torah after you marry them or get it. It's, chances are they're not going to happen. Before they get into a relationship, they have to be in Torah. It is advisable. I put it this way. Put it in advisement. If you're going to, if you're going to uh, get involved with someone, make sure they're in the Torah. Understand that. I'm not saying not be friend, friend. Try to, you know, show them the lifestyle. But, but you know, there's a place that you cannot go. It, is, it was in Spain when the children of Israel escaped to Spain before all this 1492 stuff. The Israelites, the Yehudim that were there would not marry outside of Yehudim. And if they did, they would be ostracized. Not because of the color of their skin, but because they were not in Torah. That's how important it was. That's how important it is. And, it's, and if you go to the Igbo, the women in Igbo, boy, they'll get, they'll get on you if you start marrying outside of the Igbo community. They don't, they don't go for that. They don't play that game because they'll lead you away from the Torah. This is what's happening to the Jews. This is an example of what to expect and how they, the interworkings of the, in the spiritual realm of how the nations try to to, to, to entice you to do wrong. It says verse 56. Y'all can read this for yourself if you have it, if you have it simple. He says, and all the children of Moab did thus to the children of Israel. And every man placed his wife and daughter at the door of his tent. And all the children of Israel saw the act of the children of Moab. And the children of Israel turned to the daughters of Moab and coveted them. And they went to them. So when you understand what happens in the spiritual realm also happens in the natural realm. Sons of God saw the daughters of men, they came down to them. The children of Israel saw the daughters of Moab and they went out to them. Our athletes, our musicians, they see these people and they're presented before them and they go to them. And they're enticed and they accept it and they fall. This is happening today. See, it says, and it came to pass that when Hebrew, a Hebrew, in case you're wondering who we're talking about, them Hebrews came to the door of the tent of Moab and saw a daughter of Moab and desired her in his heart and spoke with her at the door of the tent that which he desired with, uh, whilst they were speaking together, the men of the tent would come out and speak to the Hebrew like unto the word of these words, enticing words. Surely you know that we are brethren. Check that out. You know we're brethren. We are all descendants of Lot. And the descendants of Abraham, his brother. See, I try to, we're, we're the same people, but you're not keeping Torah. Don't line up with Torah. And you're enticing us, our young people and our men and women. You're enticing them to, to follow something that we're told not to do. He said, let, let, not, let not, that, not, not that be named among Israel. Talking about the whoredoms and things. Don't let that be named amongst the children of Israel. He says, wherefore they will. They will, they, wherefore then will you not remain with us? Listen to this, we're all Americans. We're not African-Americans, we're all Americans. Wherefore then will you not remain with us? Be with, you know, for, drop who you are. Forget that you are an Israelite. Forget that you're African. Forget all that. You're just an American now. Think about this. When the children of Israel were in Mitzrayim, they were called Egyptians. Did you know that? They called them Egyptians. When I lived in Gary, Indiana, I was called a Hoosier. Now I'm in Texas, they call me a Texan. I'm still an Israelite. Always have been, always will be. No matter what the world calls me or whatever I may say, I'm still an Israelite. I'm gonna follow Torah. The Lord willing, I will remain in Torah. And I believe that is his will. He said, wherefore then will you not remain with us, and wherefore will you not eat our bread and our sacrifice? Listen at this. You got to take on what we eat. Remember Daniel said, no, no, let us eat pork. Let us be vegan. So we, when he's saying that, talk, take, eat our bread and our sacrifice, it, you know, do our customs. Eat 
food that is sacrificed to idols. In other words, follow our religious practices. Our daughters, we send our daughters to you, do what they say. What happened to Solomon? He started marrying all these strange women and following their customs, worshiping their gods. Understand what's going on today when they tell you, forget about who you are, just become an American or, you know, why you want to call yourself African-American? Remind you who you are and where you come from. Forget who you are. They tried to erase that in the beginning. They tried to keep us from studying Torah, didn't want us to study the Torah, because especially the, the Apocrypha, they didn't want you to know it because it gives you so much detail. It goes below the, below the surface. They didn't want you to know who you were. That's why they forbade you to read. And they would kill you because once you get a hold of the Torah, you know the rebellions, why the rebellions came up? Because they read the book of Maccabees. I read and studied would say they read the Mac Maccabees, the slaves did. A lot of them got that. And they began to rebel or they read the Torah and they saw, wait a minute, we're, 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 this is us. And they would rebel. I have, but I, I have it uh, in my thought is that that's what was happening in Haiti. They, real, they never forgot who they were. And they came against them. They said, well, it was coming. Well, you know, they knew how to operate in the spiritual realm and they whooped them, not by might, not by power, but they whooped them. And so they now, now they got to pay this big debt off that the United States and all the European countries came against them. The League of Nations came against them, put this big debt on Haiti and, and just impoverished them. That's how it works. You become one of us or, you know, uh, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, how they go into Africa now and, and try to place these things upon them. If they don't do it, they're gonna, we're not gonna give you. Africa don't need your money. Get all the if, uh, What Africa has to do is cut off the resources and starve you out. But the leadership has to be strong enough to understand that if we just stop giving them and, and, and increase the, you know, what they have to pay for it, we can starve them jokers out. Because we've got the resources. Over 34% of the world's resources come out of the continent of Africa. Wake up, smell the coffee. <laughs> Moab has thus overwhelmed him with his this speeches. Okay, they're enticed with the speeches. That's what happened to many, again, many of our young people who, who gain wealth and fame. They're enticed by the world system. If they don't have a strong Torah background, a strong foundation of Torah, they will fall. We see it all the time. Okay. So they enticed him by their flattering words. They seated him in the tent and cooked and sacrificed for him and gave him wine and, and drink. You know, all these things are gateways to get you to, to, to you know, get you, drop your guard, get who you are. That's why the Torah says, don't be drunk with wine. Okay. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, then they gave him wine and, and he drank and became intoxicated. Ooh. And they placed before him beautiful damsels. So when you're drunk, you know, she, you know, dim the lights, get you drunk. She, and you wake up in the morning, what in the world? Who is this? Look like a donkey sitting beside me, you know. But you're drunk. Or you got some heroin, you know, they, they sit with you. Huh? <laughs> Give them a little heroin. Hey, oh, now I'm not just talking about the men, I'm talking about the women too. Get you the same way. Huh? How did I wake up with this? What happened? Well, you 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 you're talking on that marijuana and, and what you know, heroin and drinking that that wine or not the wine, but you're drinking that cognac, you know, you know, and, and, and savasi and all that stuff, you know, gin, you know, that gray goose, all them good drinks, you know, you get all that drunk up and then you forget who you are. So now they got you, right? And he said, and and deal with her or him as he liked. See, I can't just say on him; it's the him and her. Right? Both. They get us. He says, for he knew not what he was doing. And he had drunk plentiful of wine. You know, there's a, this young actor today, up and coming star. <laughs> and he got involved with this woman. They dated and stuff. And then she got drunk, I guess. And she jumped on him and, and stopped beating him up. <laughs> and then pressed charges against him. You know? And she took off without, she's over, another, over back at home now. You know, she did all this stuff. And now he's a, messed up his career. Marvel, you know, can't get in. Oh, I'm kind of getting kind of close, right? <laughs> Marvel Studios dropped, you know, athlete, they didn't drop, but they they dropped it. And then the athlete, the athletic uh, NFL stopped using it and stuff. The guy was on his way. He didn't do anything, you know. 
that I know of, but she attacked him. How did they get him? I'd imagine because he's his wealth before his wealth and fame, they didn't know who he was. But as he started to grow up, then they they go get it. We hear we hear talk about that, you know. We hear talk about how they sit around and say, yeah, the, the agents, several, some of the agents, how they set these young men up once they get them locked into the system. These young women get locked into the system, you know, and they mess them all up. Can you put the screen up, please, Rabbi? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me do this last verse, like 61, then I'll, I'll put the screen up. It says, Thus did the children more to Israel in that place, in the plain in Shittim. Guess just, it says, Thus did the children of the United States to the children of Israel in, in the, their various states and in the various jobs, the various vocations, various levels of wealth. This is what the country, this U.S., does to the children of Israel. And it says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Not against them. We're responsible. Not them. We're responsible. It says, and the Lord pestilence among them, and there died of the Israelites, 24,000. I'm going to stop the share right there. Listen at this. Everything that I, I, I explained, I read to you about the children of Israel, the Lord, he said, Israel, he blamed Israel for it. Why would he do that? What would the father say? He was angry and put the pestilence not on the, the Moab, not on them, not on the Moabite, but on Israel. And they're the one. You know, how in, in the parish, it talks about how the woman came and how, you know, one of the children of Israel took the woman in and, you know, they're doing their thing. And then they went, and the priest went in there and, and ran them through. But he wasn't. He didn't put the pestilence or plague on more. He did it on Israel. Why is that? We are responsible for the Torah and the command because we said on the mount, all that the Lord has said, we will do. It's about the contract agreement. And all the situations that we find ourselves in today, we are responsible, especially when you are taught the truth and read the truth out of the Torah. That's why we read it out of the Torah, out of the manuscript, so that you are responsible. You are now responsible. I didn't read the commandments today. I didn't read all that, but I'm showing you the examples of how we are, how our falling, how we are enticed, how the world system has come against us and they laid. We talk about the Berlin Conference. <clears throat> Those Europeans, the Germans, they didn't get along. But in the Berlin Conference, they came together and decided how they were going to dismantle the continent of Africa, the First World War. And they renamed those kingdoms to European names. But they came, the, the, the thing is, they came together as a common, with a common purpose against a common enemy on the land where the Israelites were in hiding while waiting for Messiah, and they came against us. Came against us and used our own people, our own cousin against us, many instances, under the veil of a threat. Same way they do today. If you don't do it, we'll get the other nations, the other kingdoms to come against you, and we'll supply them with the weapons to destroy you. So you either come with us or be subdued, or we sell you into slavery. And because of fear, because they didn't understand the spiritual things that were going on, they did it. They didn't obey their forefathers who told them that they were coming. A hundred years before the Europeans came, they were warned that they were coming. In Ghana, they said, they're coming. They're coming. And they would not. They said, we need to get together and strengthen ourselves, our forces and kingdoms. Join up, the, get the kingdoms together so we can fight against this enemy that's coming. But they did not heed. The warning. And so we're warning you today. The same warning. They want to destroy you as a people and to keep you subdued and, and not let you know who you are and whose you are because of the power that dwells within you. Come back to the Torah. Hold on to Mashiach. Yeshua HaMashiach bin David. Hold on to him, but obey his commandments, his doctrines, his statutes, his teachings. Come back to the Torah. 
Come back and keep the Shabbat. Come back. Come home. As we can stand together and repair the world. We call it tikkun olam. Repair the world. Together as Israel. People of the Most High. Stop giving in to the enticements of the world system. Find out who you are and who you are. Come home. Come back home. That's, that's all, you know, just, that's the appeal. Come back home. Don't give up Mashiach. Hold on to Mashiach. You need Mashiach. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that you are Mashiach. He is HaMashiach. Listen to what it says. It says, the head of the woman is the man. In other words, the covering of the woman is the man. The, the covering of the man is Mashiach, Yeshua. And then the covering of Yeshua is Yah, our Father. Yeshua said, I and you, and they and me, and we are one. They and me, I and you, we are one. When he says they, he's talking about the male and female. He came to make many Mashiach, sons and daughters, many who walk in the anointing. We are the anointed ones. We are, we are led by the Spirit of God. And that, that, that makes us the children of God. And we have no, we should not be tying ourselves to the world system, their customs, but we separate ourselves from the world system in our mannerism, in our justice, you know, obeying the Torah, loving each other, helping each other whenever we have an opportunity to, uh, paying it forward. Somebody help you, you help someone else. You know, we are loving people. We are a godly people. We, are, we were that way from the beginning. We've always been a peculiar people. Our enemies come against us and we still love and take care of our enemy. We still love and take care of our enemy. But let's not love our, our brothers less. Let's take care of ourselves. Take care of it. Flow in the anointing that's in you and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are in you. We are a people. We are the most powerful people on the earth. Only because we are the sons of the Most High God. He allowed us to be scattered amongst the nations. And the nations fear us as a people. You have to understand that. You have to understand that. You are the most powerful people on the earth. We have to know that. Come back to the Torah. Come back. Come on back home. Keep Mashiach. Learn the ways of Mashiach. Learn how to flow in Mashiach. You can do it. There's nothing stopping. There's nothing hindering us today. It is our responsibility to come back to Yah. The whole creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of Yah. And that's you. He's talking about you. So come on home. Come home. If I had a song, I'd sing it to you. <laughs> but I'm not singing today. <laughs> I'll leave that to the, to the Levites over there. The Levites over there. Daniels over there. The Levites. Let them do it. <laughs> All right. I'm on time. I'm, I'm on good time now. Any questions? <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we thank you, Rabbi Afslam Cole, for the word. We are. We're pe peculiar people. and We held to a higher standard. It's not because we, we're doing so much good or we look so good. It's the anointing that we pack. And you have to know that, that people are after your anointing. They want to prostitute to your anointing and they want to shut it down. That's the that's the that's what the devil wants to do, period. He ain't even robbing and stealing. He wants to kill you these days. And so we can't keep falling for the okie doke. There's nothing new under the sun. They sent the women in then to, to drunk, get them drunk and fornicate and adultery and all that. And they're doing it right now. Every time they try to take down one of our men, what do they do? They use a woman to do it. Mm -hmm. They use a woman to think about it. Even the presidents, uh, Clinton and all of them, they always use a damsel to do it. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just have to quit falling for it and we have to be wiser. And so uh, even Rabbi talked about how we have our kids coming out of high school. I know my nephew coming out of high school, they already have a degree. He already has an associate's degree already but they want to call us dumb. They want to call us this and that, but yet they're out there tanning, getting our color, 
we're educated. They're still in our inventions. They've done so much to us, but we're still here and we're still standing and we're still anointed. And we can speak it into existence and we can put them under Holy Ghost arrest. I know because I've done it. Going into warfare, not physically, but and sometimes it does have to be, I mean, but just standing for something or don't fall for anything. Don't let nobody tear you down. You're you're beautiful. You're resilient. You're articulate. You're smart. You're outgoing. You're the head. You're all that. Don't let anybody take that away from you. You tell your children that every day. And you teach them. Because what they're doing now, because they know that we know who we are and the awakening has happened, they're taking it up on our kids, putting that gay pride stuff in the school saying you can be whatever you want you can lay down with whoever you want to i don't care what your genitals say you can turn into whatever you want to oh there's surgeries for you it's there's a lie it's evil and we have to teach our children and god has already done the shifting and when everything shut down he gave you the resources to teach your children you were forced to do it and now you know how so now there's no excuse for not teaching your child because you already know how to homeschool your child he already gave you, equipped you. See how God does it? He's already equipped you because he knew all this stuff was coming into the schools. Talk to your children. Our future lies in our youth. Generational wealth. Get you some life insurance. Leave them something. Take care of your generation. You are responsible for your fruit. Thank you, uh, for the prayers, thank you for the food, Rabbi Ashlam Uh We love you, First Lady. If you can do the closing prayer, please. Uh, most definitely. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Everyone, under the sound of my voice, if you have not done this already, according to the uh, lesson that Rabbi taught today, please bow your head and pray and ask for forgiveness, for not keeping Torah, for not loving your brothers and sisters, for not loving the land from which you come from, for not doing as he has commanded that you do. Ask for forgiveness and Tishuvah, return. Well, you may say, I don't know how to return or return to what? Return to Haturah. The first book of the Bible is an introduction into what you are to return to or how. And the next four are your instructions. It's not hard. It's not hard. Make a decision, preferably today, that you will return to Haturah and that you will walk as best possible or receive counsel from someone on how to complete this, how to do it. It's a daily walk. It's every day. It's not just when I finish the first four books, five books, I'm done. I've returned. No, this is lifelong. This is lifelong. It's for the rest of your life. Please don't say it and not mean it because there is, there are consequences. So bow your head, pray, ask the Father to help you return or to show you how to return to Torah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to pray for this group of people, for the people on the panel, for those that are listening or who will listen. Help us all to return to Torah, stay in Torah, continue to follow Torah because it is your word. And that's what we are to seek. Torah, not your hand, but your face. And in your face is Torah. That gives us all of our instructions, that answers every question we have, that answers every desire that we may have. Help us to return, learn how to follow, and do it daily. 
it's a good thing for the people. You know better for us than we know for ourselves. We think we know what we want, but you know what we need and what is best for us. We ask again for forgiveness and help us to turn, show us how to return completely away from whatever thing that may be uh, grabbing at our coattails or trying to compel us to come to that. I thank you for this lesson today. And it was a good lesson for me. I've read it many times, but I got new insight today. I pray that for the audience that is listening under the sound of my voice. Keep us close. The scripture says that you have us in the palm of your hand. Please keep us there. Please keep us there. Although we know we have choice, but please keep us there. I thank you for how you love us. I thank you for how you sing over us. I thank you for how you forgive us. I thank you for how you welcome us back. Please help us to get to that place, to welcome us back and to walk in Torah as we should, as we've been commanded to. Continue to love our brothers and sisters, cousins and other relatives. In your name, I pray. In your son's name, I pray. And I ask these things. Amen. Amen. And Yahweh name. Thank you Amen. for the beautiful Amen. prayer. Thank everybody that tuned in. Amen. Dr. Benjamin, Apostle Benjamin, thank you. Um, we thank the ones that couldn't show up today. Uh, we just pray for them and that they're covered. We thank you for tuning in. We ask that you share each episode. We love you. We're going to be here every Saturday to give you the food, to give you the word, to give you the songs, to give you what God has given us to offer you to uh, invite you into the anointing and that you can be a blessing for someone else. Remember, it's always about who you're going to bless and who's going to bless you. That's what everyday life is about. That's what you should be waking up, expecting the blessing or to bless somebody. And we will see you next Saturday. And we love you and have a great week. Shalom. 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 Shalom.